Coming up here, Circle Debate Podcast, episode 46, as we go ahead and discuss uh, this past week, AEW's Dynamite. What an incredible Dynamite this past week. Also want to congratulate uh, from Impact as well, champions, we'll discuss that as well. And also giving our thoughts about Paul White's debut on Elevation. And uh, and, in part two, if there is a part two, we will go ahead and discuss about this past week, WWE NXT. We'll also discuss about uh, the upcoming pay-per-view coming up for WWE Fastlane, Pro Wrestling News, New Japan Cup update, and more. So episode 36 starts ahorita. Welcome everyone to the Circle of Debate podcast. This is the host of Devious One. I will see here with my familia, the West West. Sorry, but there's no there's no MGC. There's no Matt Callis today. There's no Matt Callis today. But just the two of us. Just the two of us for right now. We'll have Money Mike coming in later on. But yes, I am joined here by the other host, the director and director, the one and only. That's right. But before we start, I wanted to hear from part of the Circle Bait family wishing MGC's mother a happy birthday. Absolutely. That's why he is not here today because he's celebrating the B Day for mother. So happy birthday to you, mother. And many, many more. Many, many more. But yes, and also before we begin, we're discussing with Dynamite. I want to go ahead and just shout out congratulations to Rich Swan being, uh, you know, unifying the TNA and retaining the Impact World Champion, defeating Moose. That was an instant classic match. If you guys missed it this past weekend, sacrifice. Awesome match. I loved it. Now he's going to be facing Kenny Omega at Rebellion April 24th. Title versus title, which we're looking forward to see. And also, I want to congratulate Ace Austin defeating TJP for the Impact X Division title. That's another instant classic that you guys should definitely see. And, oh, my God, that it was a back and forth. And I'm, I'm very happy for Ace. Congratulations to him. And also, congratulations to Finn Juice in, with Juice Robinson and, you know, and, and, and Finley winning the Impact World Tag Team Champions away from the Good Brothers, which that was a shocker. It got me out of like, what? Yeah. He just like... Drop the belts that quick? What's up with that? Like, I'm like, okay. Well, well, they'll get the rematch at Rebellion the 24th of April. And I also wanted to congratulate Paul White as well. Uh, okay job. I won't say it was the best kind of commentating he did uh, this past Monday on Elevation. Give him his kudos. He did have a little mistakes here and there. Knew his knowledge about Danny Limelight, which I want to kudos shout out to Danny Limelight for a great match against Jungle Boy. Loved it very, very much. And also wanted to give a shout out to Maki Ito for uh, a great main event between her and Riho, even though Riho with the upset. But congratulations to Maki Ito, I mean, to Maki Ito for her outstanding performance in AEW. Now she's back in Japan, and we're going to miss you here in the States, seeing you in the States. Yeah. We can still watch her 
in DDT Wrestling, Yoshi Pro Wrestling too on I YouTube. I think Matt was talking to her. Was that on Clubhouse? I don't know. Uh, Instagram Live. Oh, was, Instagram Live. Oh, dope. Yeah. yeah, he was talking to her. Um, you know, as much as he could. Um, you know, her feed's probably super busy, but she responded. He asked her if she was ever going to be in a death match, and she was like, "No, you know, I don't want to die." <laughs> Something cute like that. So it was it was good to see her. You know, with her fan interaction and her newfound fandom uh from the american crowd which is super awesome i can't wait to see her back yeah definitely can't wait to see her back either as well and also tony khan making an appearance on the elevation news you know a little thing that happened between kenny and matt seidel and then uh khan you know he doesn't really make appearances i mean only an impact but it's, it's rare when you see him in aew so that was a shocker but i mean i guess we'll be seeing more tony khan um uh, playing the mcmahon role maybe i don't know that's yeah. uh Big question mark. You know, we have to wait to see. Now let's start off with Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen. Start with the opening match. Woo! Man, Cody Rhodes. Oh, Pentagon yeah. Cero Miedo. Jesus. Go with you, director. Talk to us about that match. What were your feelings about it? The, you know, the um, opening match. I thoroughly enjoyed the match itself. I didn't think Penta was going to win. Um... At all, I knew it wasn't going to be quick either. It was a hard-fought victory with technically like a come-from-behind surprise roll-up, I believe it was. Yeah, 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 where Penta hit him really hard with something. He actually kicked out of the crossroads, which, in my opinion, too many people are kicking out of. Yeah. Um, it's becoming more of a signature move instead of a finisher. Uh, I know he finished someone last week with a figure four, which I'll get into that. Yeah. Um, the... The feud's over. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you won. I don't know what, unless there's going to be like stipulations right. added to like another, to a rematch, which these guys are such quality wrestlers alone that they don't need stipulations to put on a great match. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's technically, it's a clean win. It's over. I don't know what Penta's going to do now. I don't know what they're doing with the Penta and um, Ray Phoenix going singles um, right now. I don't know what the plans are. I don't think they're splitting up the doubles, and I don't think they're splitting up Death Triangle. So maybe they're just feeling it out. But, uh, yeah, good match overall. I mean, fantastic by both of them. I think Cody was the one that hit the – Cody got his revenge with the Canadian Destroyer this oh time, God. which was a good throwback. <laughs> little storyline going on in the moveset, and I love in-ring stories. So cool little Easter egg right there was Penta's um, big signature is crazy Canadian Destroyers, and Cody hit one, which is – now that I think about it, Dustin Runnels actually hits him too. Dusty yeah. Hit, yeah, Goldust hits the Canadian Destroyer also. So that's really coming full circle. Um, so a little in-ring storytelling right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's, you know, when it's rare when you see Cody doing those type of moves as well. And then, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but and also to our viewers, subscribers, you don't agree with mom, but you really don't see Cody being these type of matches with a luchador. I mean, I uh, besides Mysterio, but I'm saying, like, you could tell that his – that match was very different. It was just so unique in its own story that it was told. Um, but I don't think the feud is over. I think it's still going to continue. But this yeah, year, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have a buildup like that and all the shit talking that Penta's putting on with his. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who his translator is. If he's uh, uh, current presence in wrestling, I don't know if he comes from like CMML or FMML or um, AAA. Oh, he's on BT all the time, but I forget his name. Jesus. So he is already like in the business as far yeah. as like a manager of some kind. Okay. Yeah, he's I'm an sorry, he's in a backstage role. Yeah. Senior, I don't know your name. Tayama, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
I will learn it though because I love learning about new people. But um, I think, honestly, in my opinion, Penta's English is good enough. I it, it, I don't need subtitles and I don't need the translator, yeah. so I don't know what his role is going to be. Um, but where they push this feud, they're, they're going to have to elevate it. I mean, they're they're, they're going to have to do something if they keep it going, like a two out of three or false count anywhere or like lucha in a cage or something aew has only had like one cage match so who knows yeah definitely but let me ask you this question as well are you intrigued when you saw the aftermath qt march we've been seeing him as of recent late growing right. heel where do you see this going with it with, with qt I, I, where do you uh, see it I, with this going? they're trying to you know obviously tease this maybe not an entire nightmare family separation but they're trying to definitely tease qt's on his way out um QT Marshall is one of those wrestlers where if you weren't paying attention before he debuted in AEW, you may not know who he is. And I don't think enough of the fans perhaps care about that storyline so much. I don't think they're if, and, or buts about QT. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I think they're booing him because that's what you're supposed to do. But I don't think anyone's hearts are going to be broken if he leaves. Um, obviously, if he turns on Cody, that'll get you some heat. Um, but it's not like this big, like, insidious device like the mjf turning on cody that was huge yeah especially since that was on like the first dynamite ever i don't seeing it being something like that where it's this big out of nowhere crazy heel turn out of this great guy that we all love it's a guy who a lot of people aren't too familiar with who is teasing a heel turn that people may not care about um that's just my opinions about it. He's definitely going to do it, but what's he going to do? Go solo and be one versus the entire Nightmare family, which has at least nine people. The gun club is now officially in the Nightmare family. So yeah. it's like the deck is stacked against whatever QT Marshall has lined up. I think he'll and, take he'll take one of them because I think Nick Camarado is part of that. So okay. he'll take Nick Camarado. He's mainly on dark, but he's taking he'll take him for sure. Right. Uh, I don't know who else he'll take, or maybe he'll go join another faction. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with QT and um, yeah, I'm not tuning in every week to find out. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, me neither. It's not that I'm a fan of QT. I love his in-ring skills. It yeah. just uh, he's just I'm I don't know. I'm just he. There I'm hasn't been a lot of character development with him inside that uh, organization. Yeah, just like, be, we just know that he's in the family. Yeah, that's all we, we know that he was. He had that weird sort of relationship with uh. With oh. Allie, right? With the bunny? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, in kayfabe, we know that she's married to the Blade. Yeah. So it's like we knew that, that wasn't going to be a thing yeah. at all. Yeah. And the whole Allie thing coming in Nightmare Family, the Nightmare Sisters, and then slipping right out the back and going back into the Butcher and the Bunny uh, thing, uh, that just pays a little bit of credit and a little – it's also a discredit to AEW's writing team where they, they come up with an idea that's not good – but then they realize it, and then they kind of just delete it. You know, yeah. remember, remember, um, what was it the Nightmare Factory or whatever the fuck Brandy Rhodes was doing with Awesome Collins? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she yeah. was shaving people's heads, and, like, they were, like, coming out and doing this weird gothy kind of – they did that for, like, a month, and it was really not good. I didn't hate it, but, you know, it didn't receive well. And they didn't even end it. They just stopped doing it, and they yeah. just moved on. Yeah. The same thing with the alley moving from the Nightmare Family back to the Butcher and the Bunny and the Blade. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, when they do have a bad idea, they don't even acknowledge it and they just end it and they don't talk about it. Um, but, yeah, with the QT Marshall, that's the only storyline he's had is, like, this is my girlfriend, kind of. Is she's sort of in the family, kind of. She doesn't get along with Brandy, but they're a tag team, kind of. And I was like, all right, 
I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll watch it. But yeah, it's not exciting yet. Yeah. It's not exciting yet. I agree. Uh, the other one, which you, you might disagree on this. Now, the next upcoming is Jade, uh, Jade Cargill. Very, very squash match against Daddy Jordan. I will tell you right, right off the bat, I'm still not impressed yet. I'm not. You're not winning me over, Jade. I, I'm not saying her physique, everything is perfectly fine. It's just her in-ring skills. I need to see more, 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 more of her developing her in-ring skills ability. So, I mean, give me your thoughts. I know that you probably have a debate on that with me, but that's how I feel personally. I feel uh, So, it's not nothing in that towards her character, none of that. I love it. It fits her. Her charisma's there. It's just her ring-ring oh, yeah. ring skills is not, not winning me over as of yet. So, I don't know how you feel about it. it. To be fair, yes. It is only her second match, and no, we have not seen more than two minutes of her in the ring doing anything. Um, what she is doing in that two minutes looks clean well well practiced she doesn't look awkward she doesn't look like cameron um she's not botching anything everything looks like she knows what she's she, she has a confidence about what she's doing she doesn't have two left feet she hit a sick knee uh, yes. essentially she had a, like a like a brutal v-trigger yeah um i love her finisher i'll go back to the books i'm very certain that's lana's old finisher when they were trying to push her as a legit wrestler which is that double underhook face buster which i love that finisher I think that was. I can look it up, but I think that was, Lana, that, that was best Phoenix finisher. It, it's a glance slam. Okay. Yeah. Lana did something else though, where she did like an underhook into a slam. It looked very similar. Yeah, it looked similar, but she did. But it is a glance like slam. X factor. Okay. Yeah, it was more best. A little nuanced, but the way she pins, she kind of does like um. With the flag. Well, that yeah, but the, the way she does it, she's like kind of like like doing like a like a like a little sexy pose, you know? Yeah. Like, like that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, she hasn't – I think they're getting her warm to being in the ring in front of an audience on TV. Okay. I think the benefit of that is that, you know, they're not giving her a lot of opportunities to mess up while also getting her used to being under such big lights. Agreed. Um, the only negative thing – I can't even say it's a negative – is that, yeah, we haven't seen her in a long match. There's not a lot of back and forth. It's like – she hits a big move. There's a tiny comeback. She hits a finisher, and it's over, and that's okay. That's how you build a beast. Yeah. Um, so hopefully on a long enough timeline, they get someone who she's more comfortable with performing a two- or three-minute match to a five-minute match to a ten-minute match, and we can fully see how she performs on a long enough timeline. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And we're going to see that with her and Red Velvet. We already see the feud is going to keep on going. So this time going to be a one-on-one, -on -one, no longer like a tag when Shaq was involved and Cody, but now it's more like with them too. So I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I think the Shaq thing might have just been – that, that might be kind of done too. As far as <laughs> I, I don't like the Shaq. Dude, Shaq took the bumps, bro. Shaq did the damn thing. Uh, me too. He, I think it. You took I the so. craziest table bump. I did not – for a guy who's got more money than God, taking that table bump is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm super stoked that Shaq didn't uh, hold, hold back uh, the bumps he was taking. Um, I don't think Shaq per se was a vehicle to get Jade Cargill in the company. No, I don't no, think no. they were using Shaq to build her up. Yes. Uh, but it did help. It did help. I think that she was going to be there no matter what, and Shaq was going to be there no matter what. Obviously, the Brandy thing happened. She got pregnant. I don't want to say it was unexpected. Uh, I don't know if they were planning it, but it was written originally in the storyline it was going to be Brandy and Jade. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, we'll, we'll wait to see what her and Red Velvet 
Um, moving on with that, um, we did see. Now, this is the one that I want to ask you. I'm curious because this, this one was like, what? Okay. I, I got I got so many thoughts coming up. Let's do uh, this. Okay, yeah. This one. Okay. So we did see the MJF, Warlow, FTR, Sean Spears, Tully coming out. Mm-hmm. They're all coming out all in the ring. See Tully already all up. This is the best groups of guys that I, I you know, that I, I was part of the love best the group. name. It's official. The name it, of the company. The name it, it, the, yes. I the, love it. The it's penitent. so good. Explain to me why. Uh, because Co- or, uh, MJF didn't explicitly give the faction a name. I do believe it was in his speech where he said the word. But then in the post-match, Excalibur announced or gave them the name. I don't know if it was deliberate, but the name of this new faction is the Premier. And that is so fantastic. Uh, essentially, it's a new version of Evolution. I wouldn't even say it's Horsemen because Horsemen were very respectable guys. These are a bunch of dickheads that get shit done. Yeah. That's what Evolution was. These are a bunch of up-and-comers being guided by legends. Tully Blanchard's been in the game 35, 50, 55 years, champion for half of that. Um, we can get into the Arn thing. I do remember Arn did come out. I don't think that that was a blurry memory of him coming out in like four. Yeah. Um, I love everyone in the faction, his performers and his characters. Uh, they're not doing much with Sean Spears right now. He's just kind of standing there. Um, hitting people with chairs. I mean, that Sammy Guevara junk bump was fucking goddamn. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but here's a thing I want to sort of allude to. And this is a big stretch considering what we know about the dynamite diamond ring. Yeah. Is Cody won that match last week with a figure four. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson is the coach of Cody. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson said four. Cody mm-hmm. hasn't done that figure four in a while. Who mm-hmm. else used to do that figure four? Who else is the only person who does that figure four? That one you do. Woo! That's so, right. uh, in a parallel universe on the dark side of the moon, would Cody and MJF ever get back together under the circumstances that Cody and him essentially broke up? Probably not. Um, but it's possible. Mm. It would definitely be a full-blown bastardized Cody Rhodes if he did that. If he joined this faction, uh, I don't know how that would work. Um, He wouldn't be – MJF is technically the leader unless Cody came in and then kicked out MJF or something like that. Um, But I still think that possibility is there. I don't think the Arn and the figure four thing was done – accidentally but what about Arn? what about he's the one that leaves what about he he'll, he'll be the one that leaves uh, american and Arn, Arn joins and leaves cody by himself yes that is, that is more possible than cody joining yeah definitely yeah absolutely i can see that because yeah. i mean our i mean ftr mentioned it before i mean they're big fans they were big yeah. fanatics of so okay so here's one thing i see mm-hmm. is i also see that this this happened to dd just didn't really happen to ddp but it um sort of did DDP obviously used to be in AEW Dynamite. He was there actively for a long time. And he has a newborn child. COVID happened. He decided to just not take the risk and took himself out of the equation. Uh, I think what could happen is Arn does come over with Cody. And then everybody turns on Arn and Tully. And then that's the faction. And I only say that so 
Tony and I are, are getting up there and uh, maybe they're safe within the COVID regulations, but maybe at some point they want to pass the buck on, start the faction and then move on. And this could be their separation from the, from the cameras. Mm. That would be cool too. That would be a real big dick move. And I would not put that past MJF to, you may be the crafty veteran, but I'm the young blood, which was his speech about Jericho. Oh my God. And, you know, attack the old guys, and make room for the young guys. I loved it. I, I, I I'm honestly, I said this a while back. I said it that he is going to be a future. We think we, we, you and I, we have said it. He is a future of AEW. And I love the fact oh, yeah, that he well, said. Yeah, he's, a, he's a future of the sport. He's not, I mean, I keep saying this, that he's the best heel. And I, I people can say there are better heels than Mr. Perfect. I doubt it. The Rock was great, but um, Rick Martel was great. Jesse Ventura might have been the best heel before Mr. Perfect. Roddy Piper's up there. MJF's up there as well. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a heel this great and this natural on the mic. This dude's 24 years old. 20 fucking four. Yeah. That's two 12-year-olds, man. Yeah. Like, there's a picture taken in this decade. No, not this decade because it's 2021. Last decade of MJF with, was it Austin or was it Cody? When he was 12 years old. I, think with Austin, I have to find was, it, but he was yeah. at a signing. might have been DDP. Oh, yeah. uh, of a young Cody. And this is only like 10 years ago or less, you know, like. The dude has such an immense talent on the mic that is over almost overshadows his wrestling ability, which he doesn't wrestle much because that's the character. He's the bastard that gets out of wrestling by talking his way and having his cronies come in and do the dirty work. But he can wrestle as good as his mic skills, and we are blessed to have him on the mic like we do. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I love when he said, like, oh, man, the 25 years, you know, of the next 25 years of what, you know, the GOAT Jericho is – is, yeah. you know, move, you know, making line because that's my that's my seat in the next twenty five years upcoming. That's my my spot right there being the gold. I love I love his promo on that. He killed it in that fucking promo. Man, MGF it got me like this son of a bitch. It, it, he's gonna be a world champion. He's so, someday. He's that heel. Like when when Jesse Ventura was a heel, it was before the fourth wall was broken. Mm-hmm. And people hated him in and outside of the ring. He would get death threats, which is unfortunate. People would show up to his hotel looking to fight him. I think he got stabbed on the way to the ring once. Um, Cody is lucky that people know the difference between reality and character now because Cody, or not Cody, MJF, MJF comes off as someone who is like that in real life. <laughs> I, I don't, I can't, I can't imagine what that guy's like off camera at home with his girlfriend or his family. Like he is so good at playing just the just the douchiest bastard that it's so hard. Like we just had Justin incredible on and one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I don't want to say I wasn't expecting him to be that way, but I was so used to the just incredible character that I had to ask him, like, how do you get in that zone? How do you become that just evil prick? You know, that's just a weird thing. They turn on and MJF, I don't think turns it off. It's, it's insane. Well, that says that you brought it up. So there you go. Your first announcement, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow on Saturday. Oh, sorry, breaking news. On breaking <laughs> news on Saturday. Well, cheers right. to that, Bruni. That's right. Cheers to that one. The major news. The one and only El Director has an exclusive interview with Just Incredible. And yeah, that was, that was, oh, my God. That went so well. I was so nervous that I was going to mess that one up, dude. Just not even mess it up. Just like, just... 
fanboy and get stuck and stutter and not come up with questions and brain fart like <laughs> oh shit i just realized that there was a brain fart in there i might have to clip it out <laughs> <laughs> anyways a little behind the scenes right there from circle of debate we do get nervous we are humans we are fans first professional second so <laughs> there are flubs in this reality of ours um absolutely but moving on but yeah uh, what's next on the list bro well yeah before we move on i just want to say about being the pinnacle, okay. I get the definition and get get it. Ah, I'm just like. Is it I pinnacle would, or is it premiere? No, pinnacle. Oh, I thought it was premiere. The premiere yeah. was awesome. I thought oh, the yeah, premiere yeah. was even better. I, I that's, wish why, that's why I kept saying it. Yeah, no, no. I wish the it was pinnacle. Would, okay, yeah, the pinnacle. That's what I'm saying. Like the meaning of the word is like, okay, I get it. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing. They, there's nothing further above it. Yeah, no, there's nothing further above it. It's just, I like it. Can I say it works? I think it fits them. Uh, mm -hmm. it, like I said, I mean, from last week's episode when we had Anthony, he did mention blood and guts, them and inner circle. I could see that for sure, most definitely. But I, I'm just like, shit. Imagine these. This group actually takes the titles from you know, like the, all of them, all of them. Yeah. But then okay, let's say MGF becomes the AEW World Champion. You got FTR regaining the tag tag team titles belt. That leaves you lowest TNT or Sean Spears' TNT. One of them, yeah. Or unless they create another world title, another like a mid card don't title. No, they oh. need a three title. I want that three. Yeah. I want that AAA title, but yeah. I mean, there's no trio in that team right now. No, unless you give it to Wardlow, Sean Spears, and, and MGF, yeah. and have the heavyweight picture just be outside of them, or have give it to Tully. Hey, give it a Tully. He just might as well. Did you, you say that because you saw me drinking. Jesus Christ, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired, Austin. Because Tully, come why not? He wrestled. Might as well just give him the belt. Okay, so Tully Blanchard or David Arquette? Come on now. Oh my God, I'm gonna have <laughs> Tully Blanchard. Shit, he's all a right, legend. Right, right. I got you. I got you. God all damn. right. <laughs> all right. Then we then we got the we did get a, a little preview of the Matt Hardy's compound group on Dark. We did see him do a little squash match, but now we had him on Dynamite, which was the Matt Hardy Private Party Butcher and Blade, uh, the, you know, defeating. A uh, bear country in Jurassic Express. We did see. I thought that was uh, heavy machinery for like two seconds. <laughs> I was like, Otis, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> I was definitely like, that's heavy machinery. Like you can't tell me. Then I was like, it's not heavy machinery. But goddamn, they look exactly like them. They, they do look alike, right? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, we did see the little altercations they had between you know, a Jurassic Express and, and Bear Country. But mm -hmm. overall, I mean. What are your thoughts now that we're seeing this upcoming feud, this other group, now they're going to be feuding with Dark Order? So, I mean, what are your thoughts about Matt Hardy and this group so far? Uh, it's conflict of interest. Uh, I don't hate the character per se. I do like Broken Matt Hardy better. I like that he was given the freedom to do whatever he wanted as Broken Matt Hardy. Mm -hmm. I don't think that story ended as a character, even though the I guess you just have to bonk Matt Hardy on the head, and then he becomes a, another version of Matt Hardy. You know, the V trigger or the V V two point or the Hardy Boys Hardy. You hit him again, he becomes Broken Matt Hardy. You hit him again, he becomes what is he called now? The CEO or the Power Player or something like that? Money Matt. Money, Money Matt. Matt. Yeah, Money yeah. Matt. I just um, it's not interesting to me really, um, especially like I said, I think previously in the last episode. Where you have two tag teams in one umbrella, and now they don't like—I mean, they don't like each other—and who who's going to get the title shot? They're going to have to fight each other. That doesn't work. Yeah. 
So I think that might be the storyline, though. I think that might be why they did that. I don't think they think that's a good idea. I think it's a bad idea, mm-hmm. but on purpose by Matt, who wants the money, who's playing like the greedy road agent. Yeah. Um, I think that the storyline is the bad money hungry decisions Matt Hardy is making mm-hmm. because he is making them. That being said, his team did get that win, I believe. Yeah, they yeah. squashed the shit out of yeah. Matt well, he in. he got the win. He, he came he, in. He got the he poor fucking Marco stunt, dude. That was the worst. <laughs> The worst twist of fate. And that's not a move that looks dangerous or hard to do or hard to take or any risk of injury. Marco's stunt broke in half on that move. I was like, yeah, that ballsy little guy, man. I love the toss that um, the Bears, is that what they're called? Oh, my God. Did you? Heavy Bears? Yeah, yeah, Bear Bear Country. Bear Country. I I was going to mention that. Did you see? He almost ate shit. He almost almost overshot them. Oh, I forget who was out ringside. Butcher, uh, butcher. The butcher had to make Rather. sure to catch him or he was going into the front row with nobody in the front row because there's no crowds out there right now. Uh, they almost killed a kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, so Jesus Christ. we are going to get Jungle uh, Express versus uh, Bear Country. That's the route they're going. Yeah. Um, but once that's settled, they're going to go back versus – I'm going to call it the Hardy Party just because it's easier to remember. Um, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a little messy right now. Um, I need some things to be cleared up. I need a lot of dust going on in that division right now. So, um, it's it's just like, there's so many groups, man. I mean, I mean, everyone's in a group. I can (laughs) almost not name a freaking singles wrestler besides, nope, not him. That's Cody. No, Cody's in a faction. Name a singles wrestler who's not in a faction. Fuck, right now? Jesus, who could I name? Uh... Don't no shit. There's no. You're right. There yeah. is. There Lance is. Archer has Jake the Snake. Oh, that's yeah. No, he has Jake the Snake. Yeah. Darby has Sting. You can't. There's no singles. No. Angelico has uh, that other guy. Oh yeah, Jack Evans. Jack Evans. Kip Sa- Kip Sabian. Uh, yeah, Kip, Kip Sabian with Miro, and then well, no, I keep calling him Kip Sabian. Who's Penelope Ford's husband? Yeah, Kip Sabian. That is Kip Sabian, right? Yeah, Kip Sabian okay, yeah, yeah. With, with Miro. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, yeah. best friends. SCU, yeah. Yeah. they have yet to resolve the Scorpion Sky thing. Yeah. He's got Kingston. Good Brothers got Omega. Yeah. Um, nobody. They even Roman. put you know Will Hobbs and Team Taz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. The Inner Circle, the Pinnacle, um, <laughs> Dark Order. Jay Cargill has Shaq. Um, a couple of the women don't have a thing. I think um, yeah, no. Sunny Kiss has Joey Janela. Yeah. Velvet Rose had Brandy for a little bit before she went on paternity leave. You know, Britt has Reba. Um, Nyla's got J- Vicky Guerrero. Everybody's got somebody. There's no straight-up single solo people. You're right. There isn't. You can't name one person. I cannot connect. I just literally did the whole roster because <laughs> I have the, a, a brain for that, for stupid shit like people's names off the top of my head. But... <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think. I got to think of one, man. By the end of the well, show, I got to think. There is one. Who? And as and he just, you know, he we had he has he had a little segment, and that's obviously who else from my peeps, Christian Cage. Yeah, that's one so far, but he just showed up and <laughs> hasn't had a match yet. No, not yet. I mean, you you heard his you know you heard his comments. You know, he he's not here to take on his spot like that thing. He's just hungry for the world title. Yeah. Pretty much telling Kenny Omega, oh, yeah, I'll be seeing you. The promo, the it was very, very serious and very meaningful and from the heart promo. 
Um, I felt and have said what I thought he was going to say and feel about how he's going to end his career on his terms as the legend he's worked to become. Um, I said that about Sting as well. I think that's why Sting's back. Sting wants to end it on his terms. He wants to dictate how he goes out, not somebody else. And thank God Tony Khan is letting these workers kind of reclaim some glory that may have been buried under a bigger banner. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I with that promo right now, as I say it, I am excited to see how he performs. I want to see. He even said the thing that I said. He knows that he may not get a world title shot right away, but after a couple of matches, he will have earned it. I want to see those matches. Yeah, God, I told you last week I was not excited about what matches would lead to that world title, but now I am. So now the question is, who would you put him to start off with? Justin Reynolds, first one. Oh shit! I'm just saying. Dustin Runners, huh? That's a good one. It's a solid win. Dustin's performing better than he's ever performed. I oh, he's in the best he shape of it. He's best he shape is, of it. I don't. Is it DDP Yoga? Right? He's running yeah. that, or not running it? But no, he's like what, running no, the program. He, he's running the program. Yeah, that's a, best yeah, shape did. of his whole life. I would not have imagined even the 1997 Gold Dust with Marlena that he would ever do anything he's doing right now. That Canadian Destroyer is not an easy move to do. That is all about the guy giving it. Um, he's. <laughs> Insane. protecting your opponent protecting yeah your protecting your opponent getting that flip off he's working week to week uh he's not cutting any corners he's not phoning anything in these are long grueling violent matches and he's doing the work and uh yeah i think talking about, no, wait, 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 wait. we're talking about same dustin reynolds or are you talking about cody i'm talking about dustin okay all right dustin's not, wrestling a lot he's been wrestling a lot on dark so yeah that's still wrestling. Yeah. And still inside the ring. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, so no, no. What I'm saying is that Cody, or not Cody, Dustin losing the cage won't send him back, but it will elevate cage. It'll put some respect on the name within that roster as far as the kayfabe world goes. Mm. If we're talking about the AEW rankings list, yes, that's a great place to start. Yeah. No, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised to even see him on dark. I mean, why not? Shit. Give, let him get a couple. That would be bets. a huge boost because YouTube is a great place to watch pro wrestling. I don't think enough people watch dark. No, that is right. You're absolutely right about that. And also, it's a great time to even watch us here on Circle Debate as well. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. As I well. got to do the, the Mick Foley. There you go. <laughs> and also to our audio platform listeners as well. You're on Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you once again for tuning in. All right. So now we move on with Moxley, Eddie Kingston versus The Good Brothers. Uh, I'll let you take the floor on this one. Your thoughts about that type match. <laughs> Every promo they do together is better than the last promo, and that oh, is so yeah. hard to do. That promo, they have to make that thing up on the spot. I don't Googly even, eyes. Googly I don't think eyes. they rehearse it anymore. I don't think oh. – I don't even – I said last week, I think there's bullet points they try to touch on. I don't even think that. The googly eye thing was funny. I like how they so passe in their conversation. Moxley will say something and Eddie will be doing, he'll be just not even paying attention per se. He'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was like 97. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. And then they just rip off each other and then they kind of finish each other's sentences without cutting each other off. And they're clever, but mocking each, you know, they make fun of each other while they're making fun of their opponent. Um, quick Easter egg, Moxley was wearing a t-shirt uh, brand called Violent Gentleman. That is actually the Butcher's T-shirt brand. Andy Williams, the guitar player for Every Time I Die. That's his T-shirt brand. So that was a little Easter egg. I don't know a lot of people picked up on. Um, 
and I knew that they were going to have to go through Good Brothers. Um, Mox is sticking around, it looks like. I'm kind of into it. I mean, maybe maybe they're still working on him getting his ass beat enough to take some home time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as long as he stays, I'm enjoying it. I didn't think he would go back to a tag team ever. I mean, he literally spent his seven to nine years of his career within a trio, you know, and essentially under the shadow of Seth and Roman. It took a long time for, um, for you know, Dean Ambrose to break out as the top shield performer. Um, it took it definitely took them breaking up because he was never going to be the leader of that of that team. Yeah. Um, but now he's after a year run as a singles wrestler, he's now in a tag team with Eddie Kingston, who I love this team. They're sarcastic, they're violent, it's very old. Um it's, it's it just reminds me of like the old school Tommy Dreamer days, man. Like Mox is just Tommy Dreamer and Kingston is whoever Tommy Dreamer was teaming up with at the time. Like it just has a very old school ECW vibes. Can you Tommy say little, can, can you say Sandman, maybe? Maybe Sandman. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, uh, yeah, you can say maybe Sandman, maybe. Or Sandman you... barely ever talked. So I would say, well, Moxley's talking a lot right now. So I would say Dreamer is is Moxley and Sandman. Or, or I could say maybe Raven. Maybe Raven. Because remind you that also, Eddie's a good fucking promo guy. Period. Bottom hands down. He could take something and he could deliver. Yeah. When I say that MJF is the best heel of the past 30 years, and he's great on the mic, but he's the best heel. Eddie Kingston is the best mic man almost of all time. Yes. Like Piper and then Eddie Kingston. Good, bad, ugly, whatever the one we want to say. Eddie Kingston, I don't know why I didn't know who he was before AEW. I feel really bad. And to the fans, I apologize. But Eddie Kingston is on my radar as one of the goats. Of oh, yeah. He's one of the goats for combat zone wrestling. So, I mean, I yeah. follow, you know, now majority of his career. And we had a match with team. Super Dragon. I yeah. watched that match. I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch that. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Definitely. Um, they definitely got to get the Good Brothers um, but the feud ends, I think, there, because uh, obviously Cage has his eyes on Omega. And I think this whole scenario was um, Moxley's target was not on Omega anymore. It was on the Good Brothers. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, it has to maybe end in a cage match, something violent, some kind of death match, something, you know. Um, maybe do it over on Impact. That would be a huge ratings boost over there for sure. Oh, yeah. I, love to, I would love to see Kingston and Moxley go to Impact. I would love that. That too. would be, I mean, they're doing a lot of big, huge crossovers. That would be the biggest to date. The Kenny thing's pretty big, but Kenny unfortunately is not Moxley as far as popularity goes. It's not no. even close. No, but I mean, we did see the the aftermath. Uh, we did see, I mean, Moxley went, you know, they won a match, but we did see Kenny coming out, beating the shit out of them. We did see that the, you know, right at the end, who came out for the save was Young Bucks. Young Bucks and, and, and um, someone else after that. No, it was only the Young Bucks that came out. It was just the Young Bucks? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was only the young, Bucks came, young Bucks came out. Of course, they were trying to give it too sweet. And they're like, uh, no. I mean, we did see earlier, by the side of what we didn't mention, we did the er- saw the earlier segment, then with Don Callis, uh, about, oh, well, you guys are nothing no more. You guys are down here. And Kenny Omega's God up here. Like, right. Um, I'm glad Matty here, if I can say it, because if knowing him, he'll be right on it right now. <laughs> this, entire, this entire interview would be... In Matt Callis. Oh, yeah. It'll be in Matt it's Callis. It's all good. I love it. I love it, too. And I hate it. No pun intended. But, yes. Uh, but, I mean, overall, I mean, if okay, if we took if we take that segment and then mm-hmm. look at what happened in this one on what well, the aftermath of the, after this tag match, do you see the Young Bucks going heel? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Easy, easy pie. 
Easy what is the one do, thing right? that Don Kellis said was that you guys aren't elite anymore? Where is the young bucks I saw in New Japan? Where is that fire? Where is um you know you guys? Yeah, you really you're really killing the business. Yeah, living off your own name. Uh, you're not elite anymore. You're not the same people. I think that the young bucks are going to beat the living shit out of Mox and Kingston at some point and try to earn back their spot amongst uh, Kenny's favor. Yeah. Um, and then that might lead to the Young Bucks versus Good Brothers, and the winners of that are going to be the winners of, you know, Kenny's heart. Um, that makes the most sense for me. Okay, okay yeah, that that makes a little sense. I was going to say, yeah, th- th- that's one scenario how you put it is right. Uh, the other scenario would be uh, they, they don't go heel. Let's just say they stick the face and they go – I feel they'll lose the belts to the Good Brothers. Double chance? And, Wait, no, Good Brothers just lost the belts, right? Yeah, unless yeah. unless they re, you know regain it back at Rebellion, and they lose it, and they regain it back, and then become double champs, taking the belts from the Young Bucks. That could be another option. They're probably the direction they're maybe heading to. I'm not not sure. That that one right there is a little question mark too, because I don't. Yeah, yeah. I I know a lot of people are not happy, not happy, or not trying to be too much intrigued because the fact that. They're not they're not being led to a direction that oh okay I'm not gonna be tuning in and seeing this storyline where is it you know becoming inspiration to I mean but it's we have to wait be patient ladies and gentlemen we get let it little little by little build up it takes about certain time to get that food ready like how Mike says it right in the oven you gotta give it some time but I, I love your your scenario I think that makes more sense. Yeah, because it's, a, it's for, a little more linear. It's a little easier to follow, I think, and it um, can doesn't have to take months to develop that storyline. No, because it is like more like a. That's when you, you get you get your civil war, but a club, pretty much. What a club! Yeah, in between each other. Oh, I loved Eddie Kingston. Hey, but the, well, I don't know what's going on with the Bullet Club. Can we say that? Is that legal? Are they going to come after us? I don't know. What's this shit? I was like, <laughs> he's so good at off the cuff, dude. Like everything he does is off the cuff. It's I love him. It's man. Just it's just good. I could watch him just talk. Like he could have a TV show, if he had a podcast, a shoot podcast. Not Ooh. even if he had an in character. Well, fuck, he, he's not even a character. That's who he is. That's just who he, he is, is, man. If he just had a podcast, I'd love it. I would listen to that shit. Oh yeah, definitely. Let us know if Eddie Kingston has a podcast and we don't know about it. Tag it in the comment section below. I would love to know because that's something that I would be definitely tuning in to see. All right, so now I want to get into this segment, and this segment goes out to our brother from another mother from the League of Extraordinary Podcast, and I'm going to to George McKay from Straight Talk Wrestling, and to Kenneth Stone yeah. from Dirty Hills. First person I thought of. Yeah. First met, person I thought of. I, I told him I wasn't going to mention on the show. He messaged me. He's the like, moment. The- <laughs> I'll talk about the moment that led me to think this way. All right. But there's one thing that happened, and I'm going to let you finish, but there's one thing that happened where in my brain instantly, George, continue. <laughs> yeah. He messaged me, what did I say? What did I say? So what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is so we did see this, the, the Darby and Sting segment coming out, Tony Siobhan. We did see Lance Archer coming out, interrupting. Oh, he just Jake putting on a clinic. God yeah. damn, it's good to hear him again. Yeah, yeah. It is your time coming. I love, I love that Jake the Snake's on the mic, bro. That just never needs to end. Oh, yeah. And, you know, your time's coming, Sting. Your time's coming, Darby. And then we see Team Taz coming out. Taz was ready to say something. Then Brian Cage is like, no, wait. It's time for me to you know, say, say something to say. Don't speak for me right now, Taz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't speak for me, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he went up to Sting and told me, you know what? I respect you. 
And I'm like, oh, shit, that was just out of proportion. Like, what the fuck? And from there, it clicked on George. <laughs> George, and, George and Kenneth. George and Kenneth. Kudos to Dirty Heels Podcast. And, and kudos to George McKay from Straight Talk Wrestling. Man. But, yeah, the floor is yours in that one. Finish it off with that. Let the people know. I got you just before that. So one thing that AEW does is they're very good at this. another Easter egg is their ramp locations. Okay? Their okay. tunnels. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, if you're looking hard camera from the ring to the, the backstage area where mm-hmm. the ramp is, okay. The right side is the heel entrance and exit. Yes. So Lance Archer came out of that side, and he returned on that side because he is the heel. Team Taz came face side. As soon as I saw Brian Cage walk out of the face side of the stage, I'm like, George. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, he called it. I'm like, before anybody said anything, before Brian Cage grabbed the mic and did the whole speech, I'm like, they're going to let him use the mic. He's ready for the mic. They're going to let him speak. This is the one thing that George said is that he needs more mic time and he's learning from Taz. That's all they're waiting for is for this guy to be a veteran on the mic. The line, Taz, you don't speak to me right now. I'm ready to use the mic and make my name as a personality that can speak as well as he can perform. Cause we know nobody questions Brian Cage in that ring. No, no. Uh, no so yeah, we are definitely going to get the cage face turn. He is probably going to starch Lance Archer for a title shot and destroy Darby Allen with the belt. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, Darby is obviously going to defend it, and I love this. I don't know if anyone picked up on this. Mm-hmm. Prior to all this, when Darby came out and said he wants to be a fighting champion and defend his belt, I've defended only three times, and people treat him like, no, that's a joke. Um, it, he says this beautiful thing. I want to pay respect to the greatest TNT champion of all time. What does the crowd say? Cody. 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 What well, did Darby said- do? They were saying Cody. Let's well, wear Brody. They were saying Cody, I swear to God. Were they saying Cody? I, Brody. Brody. I, I, heard I heard Cody, but then I he meant Brody. Brody. If they were saying Brody, then okay. But yeah, it was funny. It was funnier my way. I thought they were saying Cody because Cody, that technically was the greatest TNT champion. He had it, he defended it like 90 times in four days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought they were saying Cody. And if I'm wrong, that's cool. It's a funnier storyline if they're chanting Cody, but he meant Brody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he challenges obviously any member of Dark Order. Obviously, John. Uh, Johnny Hungy, yeah, yeah. Reminded um, also that it also dates that that was the time when Brody Lee made his debut as the mm-hmm. exalted one. So that's why they they, they chanted. They, you know, they, I believe you. I just for some reason I heard Cody. I because I that's maybe who I thought of and the names rhyme. Yeah, no, it, it, it sounded like it. Trust me, I was like in a TV. I'm like, wait a minute, what are they saying? Okay. Oh, okay. The same Brody. Because I yeah. believe me. I, I thought it was funny if he was like swerving the crowd, like, and then said Brody. I'm like, oh, I, I see what he did there. Um, but yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. I think Darby beats John. Brian Cage beats Lance for the title shot. And then he beats Darby. That's nothing about that is unrealistic. And nothing about that sets anybody back a step in their career. But now, where do you see the, the? It doesn't even set Darby back because he's like 25, 26, something like that. So he's got plenty of time to recover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. But what I'm saying is, where do you see this, the face turning though? Like, okay, 
Let's say he, he let's say we're your scenario. Let's go oh, like next week. Like yeah, soon. Like before the end of the month. How so many dynamites do you have left? Like one more? There's, uh, there's plenty of plenty enough dynamite before No, uh, I mean in the month. Oh, we have two more. Two more this month. I think before the I think before April, we're gonna get the official Brian Cage new team pads. Um Okay. Yeah. I mean, we may see that maybe. But oh, so you're saying that he might turn face before even getting the, the TNT title shot then? Oh yeah, absolutely. Go face. He might even go face in the Archer match. He might come out with Taz as part of Team Taz. The Archer match is about to start. Team Taz tries to pull some shit, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. I want to do this by myself. And then, you know, kind of have that move the, the, the wheels of the separation. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a long, drawn-out inner circle MJF conspiracy theory for a couple of months. Yeah, right, I right. Gonna, I think it's going to be within two or three dynamites, he's going to say, fuck off. I'm on my own. I'm the good guy here. I want my, I want to earn my keep on my own and not need, you know, outside interference and work off a Taz's name. Yeah. Um, but George McKay, holy shit, bro. You fucking nailed it. You got it. Bullseye dead center. <laughs> they, you know, definitely him and Kenneth, when they talk about it, they did. And I mean, shit, are we going to see the cages? Christian and Brian cage. <laughs> Versus Adam Page and Ethan Page in a cage with Page ringside. <laughs> and what, what did Anthony say? A cage in, rage in a cage? <laughs> oh, blood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Imagine we were to see that shit. Jesus. I, I don't know, but I'm I'm definitely going to pe- keep an eye on that for sure because I want to see where this, where this is going to go. I'm happy at least Brian got, you know, that talk time that he deserves. That's the most he's gotten in a while, and I understand the testing. Taz is masterful on the mic. Um, and that happened after his ECW career. He didn't speak very much in ECW proper. Um, oh, until he, was, he started, until he started machine. commentating on SmackDown. We had Bill Alfonso for a little while, and then when he went solo, he only talked a little bit in promos before matches, but it was very quiet, like, you know, like a couple of words here and there. He didn't talk, obviously, yeah, until he became a commentator. Yeah. Um, and then I think he went over to TNA for a while and was a yep. manager. He was there as a, as a commentator and a manager as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, Taz – is real good as the bad guy manager, like super, super good. I, I mean, I miss him in the ring. God damn, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, but his style just led to injury, man. Just picking people up and dropping them on their head meant that he had to land on his own head too. So I get it. Yeah. I mean, shit. Like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And see, we were already seeing Lance Archer not going back to heel. That's for sure. He, he yeah, he's, he's an anti-hero. He's kind of like Moxley. where like, you yeah. love to hate him, but he kicks ass. So you turn Yeah. I, do, I love him, though, but, I mean, I do agree that she's using him more often. I, I'm i not saying Darby's not a bad champion. It's just I agree what he said. Like, yeah, he, you barely had enough time to defend that belt because you were stuck on that storyline with, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Team Taz and with Sting. So it's like, okay, now we need to see more of you defending that belt, and I, I agree with him 100% on that. So yep. if he loses it very quick, sorry, Darby. I mean, you had it. Good, good run, brother. But until next time, at least yeah, it was it was enough to get people to, to, to get his name in people's minds. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I never considered Darby to be someone who was going to set the record for the title defenses or longest reign. No, um, but I see him kind of going the way of Orange Cassidy in the sense that he's the underdog that you will always cheer for. Yeah, um, and we'll just see what happens after this. I mean. Maybe Christian Cage beats Dustin Reynolds and then has a really great four-and-a-half-star match versus Darby. That could kind of be like the speed test for Christian Cage to see how well he can do with a fast performer mm-hmm. instead of like a bigger guy like Dustin. And maybe he gets his title shot off of the Darby win. That'd be cool. I'd love to see that match for sure. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. Definitely. All right. And now we're going to get to the main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. And not only are we going to get to the main event of the evening, we are going to get for the first time in 16 to 18 months the first all-female main event on Dynamite. In AEW, nay, even on pay-per-views, I do believe that is correct. Uh, first in Dynamite, I believe so. I could say it in this type of match. Uh, I would say first in Dynamite and on their pay-per-views, I think. I can't think of a pay-per-view. No, uh, well, on pay-per-views, they never had a women's to main event. This is this is more like a, you know, it feels like so a this pay-per-view. this is the first for both. This is the first for Dynamite and for any AEW event. Well, this is first for Dynamite, for, for AEW, like for Dynamite. Yes, exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. a first. I mean, we, it was a, I'm going to say this. It was a great match. I loved it. I'm not going to say... I'm not gonna go like off like fucking Meltzer straight out. Not he said Did like this match or he he went above five fucking stars. Okay, that's I, fair. I, I, I'm not hey, I mean fine, you go that way, but for I appreciate you, it. I appreciate it when he does, you know. Yeah, but when he talks shit is when I have a problem with it. But when he gives something a good review that I agree with, then I I you know is in this match, I all I can say is that Britt Baker, this match went over. And she does. This is why she needs to be the AEW Women's Champion because oh, of this coming, match. Baby. It's coming, and it's coming because this match. You, even though she didn't do much offense, if you could tell, she did not do much offense. But she got her ass whooped, and I'll give you know I give it. I'm not saying like, oh my god, it's the greatest match. No, it was a great match for her, for both women on both sides, for Britt. The fact that this will put her over now, mm-hmm. and this is why she needs to be now getting a title shot. She should be next. Thunder will be another upcoming, but this is something that Thunder can have now with other people, other you know, other feuds within the women's roster that she's able to help build up. So this was in favor more for Brett, in my opinion. So um, the floor is yours. I want to hear your thoughts. Take it away with that main event. Yeah, sometimes you can develop uh, respect and a persona and a presence off of a loss. Uh, I felt this way about Sasha Banks in her Bailey takeover match, that Ironman match, where Sasha is Sasha looks great winning, but she almost looks better in her losses. As far as a bump taker, a storyline, um, as the fight progresses. She's beaten Charlotte. She's looked great in those wins. She's lost to Charlotte. She's looked almost even better in those losses. But she's earned respect every step of the way. No one's ever had a reason to disrespect Britt Baker's performing in the ring. But I don't think enough people looked at her as someone who did better in the ring than she did on the mic. She's literally the female parallel to MJF. She's a great bastard on the mic, but doesn't wrestle enough in the ring for us to have an opinion about her yet, but that's her character. Her character is getting other people like Reba Don't Call Me Rebel to do her dirty work. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in tag matches. She's been in that Rios match. This is her first singles match in a while, and the last one that I can think of was versus um, Big Swole in the dentist match. Yeah. Which technically wasn't even a singles match, but Reba was there helping her out. Yep. Um, but she took her licks. She kept on ticking in this match. There was a spot that scared the shit out of me. It looked very Joey Murphy. Yeah. Just, just, uh, what? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We're having... We can hear you. You are live. You are live, ladies and gentlemen. 
He's having From Studio H4 in Rockefeller Center, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> awesome. So if you can hear me, that's cool. But oh, yes. there he is. He's there having, he is. He has the pink ones. That's right. All right. My apologies. Let me just get into Yes. Yeah, for sure. Very quickly. Dude, I, love the, I love the headset, bro. I love the headset. I need one of those to myself. I need there you go. Those razors? What are those? I believe so. Yes. Hell yeah. Razor, sponsor us. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a multi-time recording artist, a graduate of Cal State Dominguez Hills, 2018 Los Angeles Karaoke World Champion. He also lives 1,977,000 1, miles from Winnipeg, Minnesota, Canada. He is the master disaster, the king of sting, the man with the plan, money, Mike Lopez. Ooh, feels good to be here. Let's do this. Too bad you don't have your manager Don Callis here today, so you don't have Matt Callis. Yes, I know. Uh, so, happy birthday to Mama Callis. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mama Callis for sure. But yes, we were uh, discussing about the main event for AEW Dynamite, which uh, I want to go ahead and allow uh, the CK one to finish his point, his thoughts about that main event. Yeah, just in short, I think that people will now look at Britt Baker as a solid in-ring performer. She took the L. She took a beating to get that L. People already know Thunder Rosa can wrestle. Um, I know Britt Baker can wrestle, but I don't think enough people can. So um, I'd like to see her do more singles, clean matches. And by clean, I mean, you know, not gimmick matches, not death matches, cane matches, ladder matches. Um, but I was talking about this crazy thing that I almost thought was about to happen. I thought we were going to see another Joey Mercury incident with the ladder smashing her. Oh, right my God, yes. I was like, oh, no, not again. Because she had been out earlier, late, mid to late last year for broken nose, right? Or orbital? Yeah, broken nose. And then, man, she suffered a lot of it. Yeah, her AC, I think her MCO or, MC, or ACO, one of those that she did. Yeah, and she had to do the Cody Rhodes thing where she wrestled with the mask on and yeah, shit like that. Man. Like, like she, She's the breakout star of the division right now as far as, like, just character goes. Like I said, she is very parallel to MJF. Uh, on a long enough timeline, she'll be appreciated as one of the best uh, heels in her division, for sure. All right. Money Mike, before you talk, talk about the main event, I want you to take us briefly, y'all, your thoughts of Dynamite very briefly overall. Start from the beginning. I could go ahead and name it for you. Yeah, I will, go for it, man. I'd love, I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear your feedback. So I'll start for I'll start naming the one match uh from uh from Dynamite. So the, the opening match, Cody Pentagon. Your thoughts. Zero miedo. Man. <laughs> wow. Um it's like I've not seen a lot of Pentagon's matches prior to AEW or any really. Uh so you know, seeing him, especially with this sort of thing that happened, it started last week, starting with last week's promo and then going on to, to, to uh, this match this week. Very, this guy's very entertaining and he's making a fan out of me because, you know, it's just the little things like putting on the, the, the hat, the St. Patrick's Day hat, you know, uh, like little things like that are, are entertaining. And, and, you know, I was actually wanting for him to win a lot. You know, I, I, I really wanted him to win. Um, I know that he got rolled up, right? And mm -hmm. it wasn't the most dominant victory, which I think is fine. But 
I really do think that he should have ended up winning that match, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know, that's my my take on that. Jade Cargill, your thoughts about her as of yet? Yeah, of course. You know, they're they're hyping her up, and she looks the part, right? And and she's decent in the ring. She's shown some uh, improvement, of course. It's only our second time seeing her. Um, so, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what she has next. Is it going to be Red Velvet again uh, or somebody else? You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The new group, the Pentacle. I don't like the name. <laughs> I don't like okay. the name. You're going to go back and watch this episode where I talk about that real quick. I mistakenly, yeah. for some reason, thought the name of the group was the premiere, and I fucking loved it. And I, for the first two minutes of my conversation today in this interview, I'm like, oh, I love when he said the premiere and Excalibur said the premiere. I'm like, that's the best name ever. And Evan's like, it's the pinnacle. I'm like, fuck. That's the worst name. <laughs> yes, it's the, the pinnacle. And uh, no, it doesn't go. I don't know. The, the, the name could have been better, but... You know, at the end of the day, it's what they do, you know, that matters. And as far as it goes right now, they just beat up the the inner circle and they deliver the promo. So let's see where they, they take it from there. All right. Uh, Matt Hardy's group. Matt, uh, Matt Hardy, Private Party, Butcher and Blade beating but, Jurassic Express. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt if you guys have this same opinion that Butcher and Blade do not belong with Matt Hardy they would be better off doing their own thing. And, yeah. then, you know, I think that it's just kind of a mismatch, really. Like, it just doesn't go. I don't know. It doesn't blend well so far. Well, if, uh, if we go back on that, it's kind of like more like Matt, like how Chris said earlier, he said, like, it like kind of resonates Matt Hardy's uh, split personality. The broken Matt Hardy, the money Matt, and, you know. Yeah, the, I was saying that I think that Matt might extreme. be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think Matt might with the money Matt character, I think he's becoming greedy and just grabbing what can get him the dollars as the character goes and not really yeah. looking at what I think the, the joke is that he's just trying to get people in to give him money and he doesn't care about their interests. Cause obviously we have two tag teams in one faction when there's title shots available within that faction, they're going to fight. And Matt doesn't give a shit who wins the titles as long as they're in his camp because he's going to get paid. I think that's the gimmick. That's the gimmick. Yeah. Okay. That that there you go. Thank you. That, that's uh, what makes, I think. That's no, no. That's that, right. that makes perfect sense. Besides Absolutely. that, yes, I agree. Bad, bad booking. But I, I think that the bad booking is the joke. Mm-hmm. There mm, you go. Interesting. I do feel that TH two would have been a much better fit. I think so too. I, you I know agree. What I mean? Yeah. As far as the look and the style, I guess. But you know, yeah, we'll see how more Hardy centric for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And either uh, one of those teams. Christian Cage segment. It felt kind of um, anticlimactic to me. It felt very flat. Mm. I would have wanted to see him in the ring on his own delivering this. Ooh. He could have. He could have delivered it by himself. He's in a ring. I feel you, brother. You know what I mean? He he's, he said, hey, you know what? They, uh, Kenny Omega took my time or whatever. Well, what does he do? Go out there and get his time. You know what I mean? So... Um, I think that would have been a more effective way to have him speak for the first time uh, in AEW. So more so than a backstage segment. So I don't know. But here we go. We'll, we'll see how it goes from there. All right. Moxley Kingston defeating the Good Brothers in the aftermath. Hmm. Let's see. So 
I mean, anytime Moxley wins, is I, I enjoy that for sure. And uh, I'm liking this Kingston-Moxley duo actually more so than I thought I would. Um, at first, you know, it didn't make sense because I, people know that they are friends and that they've partnered, I, I'm guessing, in the past before AEW, before WWE. Uh, so people are aware of their friendship. But see, not everyone is aware of that. So to see, especially after everything that happened, I believe it was at full gear uh, that Moxley and, and and Kingston were at odds and, you know, uh, going for uh, back and forth for the title. Um, yeah, it yeah. seemed kind of yeah. just Kingston, a Kingston sudden. Had the whole, um, Kingston's whole thing was, I want my friend back. Like, that was the whole speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm still getting used to seeing that pair. But I'm liking it. I'm, I'm I'm actually liking it more more than I thought I would. Okay. And where do you see this Young Buck story? So you saw the aftermath. Kenny Omega yeah. came out. They beat up Moxie and Kingston. They take out Kingston's leg. They were going to take out Moxie's head. Bucks came out. Try to give him the two yeah. sweet. They didn't help out. Where do you see this going? It has to end with uh, Good Brothers versus the the Bucks. I feel if if it's going anywhere, really, you know, you're not having these segments just for nothing um it probably could turn out that way who knows but uh, ideally this will end up in a good brothers versus bucks match and maybe even having the good brothers take the titles from the bucks you know who knows right it's a def- i mean everybody is taking titles from impact omega is on his way to get the the world title um finn juice has the tag team titles the X Division was going to be put on Sammy. So everybody's, you know, bombarding Impact, but what is Impact getting out of it? So, you know, I think the tag titles, the AEW tag titles could end up on Impact. Mm. Yeah, Chris said one thing, though. He, yeah. and he'll, he'll, I he'll, didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. I said a thing. <laughs> uh-huh. he, did say, he did say he did say he's the Bucks going heel. And they beat the shit out of Moxley and Kingston. And get and get their their love back for Omega, and then they feud with the Good Brothers to win the love of Omega. Am I correct? Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I think that the Young Bucks, the the Callus interview in the beginning of the segment was, "Where's the Young Bucks I know in Japan that had this fire? You're just a shell of yourself, whatever." Um, I, I, you know, Omega doesn't love you because you're not elite anymore. He's here, you're there, and so I think that they're going to do what it takes to get back in that elite circle by fucking shit up and kind of going the way Omega went and becoming mega heels um, to prove Callus wrong and then, you know, getting back in favor with Omega. Yeah, it could and go that'll, either that'll way. Be, yeah, that'll be beating the shit out of Eddie and Moxley and then, uh, you know, beating the shit out of the Good Brothers and then they becoming the dominant tag team of the bunch. Yeah, that, seem, that seems like a more likely scenario, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I think of it for impact, really, you know, like, I feel that Impact's really kind of being buried in a way, or they're on their way to being buried. So in, in, in my world, I guess I would like for Impact to get something out of it too. I agree. Right. I agree. And, and, it, and that one, it does hurt because we have seen it around social media. It's been around like Impact's getting buried because of this. I mean, you're putting your titles to other promotions and you're yeah. not building your roster that you have to be the face of your company. And, I mean, right now you have Rich Swan, uh, which I, I have no, you know, no pun intended to Rich Swan, 
I have nothing against him. We did say it last week. It'll be a if it'll be a shocker if he let's say he wins the AEW World Title. So that'll be something different, and that would to help develop Impact. I mean, that's something that we we don't know as of yet, but as of how we feel, uh, we feel that Kenny is going to be the one holding the belt and not right. having three belts because it's Kenny Omega. If Matt's not here, he's like, no, the card, the card of wrestling, the card of wrestling. It's not here. No. No, he is not here. Today. No, I'm looking for my sunglasses now. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, something's missing for uh, here in Circle Debate. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's an unfortunate sad because think about this: their tag team champions is now people uh, to uh, a team from New Japan. Yeah. You know, you got you only have Ace Austin, who's your only uh, Impact and roster who has the X Division title. And right now, as of right now, you have Rich Swan. And then in the women's side, you still have the women's great. But your world title isn't about to be going to AEW. Maybe your tag belts might be going to AEW too. You never know. I mean, this is something we do not know as of yet. We have to wait till April 24th to find out where all this shit's going to happen. And so I, I feel bad for, for Impact, most definitely. I hope yeah. they, they I hope it switches around. And I, I, I kind of wish it was Moose, honestly. I think he should be the, the face of impact. I, that's my opinion. But, I mean, everybody has their own on that. So, yeah, now, um, so the main event. Take the floor. It's yours, Money Mike. Your thoughts about that main event? Woo-wee. Man, what a main event that was. Um, yes. So, you know, I watched the West Coast feed of the, of the show. And, unfortunately, with that comes spoilers. Now, I did not get the results spoiled. I got something else spoiled. That Brit, I saw Britt Baker with her bloody face. And then that right there was just like, wow. You know, like, you don't, you don't expect that sort of thing, right? Um, women bleeding or, you know, in uh, such a big channel, right? So, you know, the, the thing here is that it needed to happen. It needed to happen to get the women's division on another level. And that it has. It has everybody talking about the women's division there right now. And uh, in, in more specifically about Britt Baker. Britt Baker has not been champion. A lot of people believe, myself included, that she should be next in line for a title shot to be able to dethrone Hikaru Shida and hold that belt up high and, you know, if this doesn't earn her that, I don't know what will, really. You know, um, I don't know what they're waiting on. Uh, I do think that Britt Baker should have won and that have that lead to the title shot. But, unfor well, not unfortunately, because Thunder Rosa is a great talent as well. Oh, yeah. um, you know, so you, it, it could have gone either way. And it went with Thunder Rosa. And that's, that's totally fine, too. Uh, but but that's the great thing, right? That's the great thing about having a, a women's division that's growing is that either way that they go is a great choice. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I, thumbs up for me. I, I watched it with my girlfriend and she was very impressed with, uh, with the match itself. I've heard things of match of the year. I've heard, you know, all sorts of great things about, about it. And uh, the thumbtacks, oh, man. Ooh-wee. Oh, uh, I I saw the bag and I was like, no way, that, that is not happening. Can I say that you just there was a glimpse of her, 
her smiley all bloodied up. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Damn. I think like someone screen grabbed it. Yeah, made a, it a made a little shirt. type. Who was it? One of our bros, or maybe I just saw it randomly. Where they? I think one. I, I, I'm not quite sure who did it. But AEW's taking on a shirt for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they brought out Steve by... Austin fucking WrestleMania 13 moment. Oh, no, no, no. The one that I saw, the one that I saw was a side by side with Becky Lynch when she got tracked by Nia Jax. Oh, very yeah, similar because, yeah, yeah. you know, Becky was up in the crowd all fucked up and she was smiling and like licking her own blood and yeah. very similar vibes. Very similar and vibes. We all know that that's, that's literally what made Becky the man. Yeah. People loved and respected Becky. But her walking out of that arena with a broken nose, laughing about it, that is what put her through the limit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And so hopefully that does that, does that to, ba- to, to Baker, yeah. but, as, but as the heel, you know. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying earlier, Mike, before you jumped on. And, yeah. um, for her, this loss she needed because this, this put her over. This match put her over. Hopefully. And now it ah, needs to be the world champion, how you said it. Agreed. Great minds think alike, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. But yes, she is... Now she'll be the, now the, the new face of the women's division holding that belt. No pun intended to Hikaru Shida. Your time is done. You had a great time. I'm so sorry, though. She's next in line. So we, need, we need Brett Baker to this her time now. Let her run with it. Let her <laughs> run with it the whole fucking year until the next year revolution, maybe. And have someone dethrone her later on throughout the future. Maybe Jade Cargill, maybe, if she develops in the ring, maybe. I don't know. There's so many right now that we, had, we need to see. But yes, the women's division is going to get picked up. I cannot say it's a match of the year. No, I'm not. I loved it. The fact how it, how everything overall. But like I said, it's not your how I was mentioned earlier. It's not how Mr. Seltzer said. Oh my God, it's like the plus five stars. Chill out, chill out. Like I was saying earlier, because Britt did not put a lot of offensive moves, she took most of the beating, the majority of it. So I mean, but. It's for a reason, because for her to get over with the with the fans, and now she's going to be more accepted because of this shit. And now her being the champion, she's going to have people right behind her for it. Guaranteed. Would would, would you say that this is kind of a a, a lead up to her turning face? Mm. Do you think that's something that might happen? They, they might do. I think I, I, I'm waiting for Rebel. Rebel. I don't know. Actually, I don't know what name she actually goes by. Mm. I think we're waiting for that to turn face. Not that I don't mean that like she's in M. I mean that I mean that storyline. Yeah. Um, but Baker is like MJF. She's too good at being a, a just full out heel that I don't I don't want to see her face anytime soon. The women's division needs. I don't want to say she's the female MJF because she is her own self. But I want that kind of bastard female to run that division. All right. Well, yes. All right, so I want to go ahead and move on now with pro wrestling news. Very briefly, I want to get you guys' thoughts. Oh yeah, I sure. want to. So I want to get your thoughts. This one I want to get your thought on. I, love, uh, I may not know any of these, so um, well, you, you, you're you, going to get a, a very instant and honest reaction. So I'm excited. I know two things. I know two things. Okay, we'll see if you cover them. If not, I'll cover them. Okay. The first one is we did mention a while back about Kylie, Kylie Ray, uh, her you know retiring because of mental illness, leaving Impact. Mm-hmm. Now she's coming back. Now she's re- announced her. Re- uh, she's unretired. Come back June fifth. I guess the details is she's okay now. She's better. Uh, but a lot of people are a little skeptical still. It's like, okay, you're going to come back. You, this is the second time you're doing it. That so you're going to go come back in, in re-performing. And then later on throughout your career, you got to retire again. Uh, it's people. I'm not saying people are criticizing it. It's just more like, are you sure you want to? It's more like, are you sure? Like in a positive way. Is it, like, wait, is it okay? Because we don't want no other future 
altercations or future bookings that you cannot make it because of mental illness, which is nothing, no pun intended towards it or nothing against it. I mean, do you feel it is, for, is it the right time for her to come or, or she should just wait a little, little longer for her to re, you know, rehabilitate more? So I'll go with you, Chris. What do you think, your thoughts about that? What do you think she should do? If people are concerned about her dependability on booking, that is the wrong thing to be worried about. Um, this is a mental issue that she's been dealing with. This isn't a ring issue. It's not like a bum knee where yeah. a doctor could just go in and say she's good. Yeah. Um, there's only three types of people that can really help her, and that's you know, medical professionals, loved ones, and herself. She can do whatever she wants when she's comfortable with it. She can come in the ring. She can leave the ring. If people are worried about, like, we don't want to book you because you might cancel. Like, how about ask her how she's doing and not worry about how many dollars she's going to make you before she does it. Um, that's it, man. That's the only point of view I have about it is her well-being matters. And this is her dream. And um, mental issues are so much trickier than physical issues because you can't just go in there and stitch it up or carve it out or put it back together. Uh, so much more goes into it. So um, I hope she does exactly what she wants to do, whether it's in and out of the ring, but don't worry about the carrot of a dollar sign of her name being on your banner yet. Like just make sure she's cool. Um, take the chance, book her. Fuck it, man. Like best case scenario, she shows up. Worst case scenario, you were right this whole time and you're kind of a dick for predicting it. Mm-hmm. Okay, money, Mike. You agree? It's tough because, you know, really, the only person who knows if she's really ready is Kylie Ray herself, right? Yeah. And you know, it, for any bookers or and, and you know the the whole wrestling business is it's 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 tough. I mean, I've not booked anything. I'm not a wrestler myself, but I've seen and I've heard things throughout the years that you know, kind of make me realize that, of course, you know, it, a lot of the promoters and bookers have the business mentality uh, to make sure that the money keeps rolling and coming in and whatnot. And, you know, along with that, you need reliable pieces that are part of it, right? Um, for Ky Kylie Ray, she needs to realize or she needs to be able to distinguish between who's a business acquaintance and who's really like you know her friends and the people that you know truly are with her for friendship uh and i'm talking about within the wrestling business i'm not talking about like her personal life or anything like that um you know because it's it's it seems like it's a business that can be hard to tell who you can really confide in and stuff like that so you know if i were to talk to her i would say you know just you know stick to your friends stick to the people that were with you all along Mm -hmm. And uh, and everything will be fine, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. On uh, and also in other news, we did confirm that Andrade does want to be let go. He confirmed it on his social media. Yes, I did ask for my release for my future. So and they, they even posted it on social media earlier. It was like a kid holding a sign, "Free Andrade." I'm like, yes, free him, <laughs> damn it, damn so it, Vinny. Would that be gratis, Andrade? Gratis? <laughs> yes. Gratis. Is, that, is it like English where the same yeah. word is? It's the same word for both free of money and free of freedom? It's different. So there's a different word for his yeah. kind of freedom. Okay. 
It's not like English. I got you. I'll stop yeah, now. It, it, yeah, <laughs> no, it's two different dialogues to it. So it's gratis, and then uh, what's the other one? It's uh, libertad. Libertad. Or... Libertad. Yeah. There you go. Libertad. Okay, so like liberate. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah, and then um, but yeah, this that now another <laughs> wants to be let go. Okay, can I say I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say my shit right quick. Please, I want Andrade and Tia Trinidad. I don't care. Back together, a, together again, together. I don't give a I don't give a damn if it's not AEW. Could be the Ring of Honor. Could be NWA. Could be even in any fucking promotion. I want them together. Even back to New Japan will be awesome to see. But that's just something that I would like to see too. Give it to fucking Vince. Like here, and for you, Bruce, especially you. I mean, Money Mike, should they let him go? Now, there is something to think about here. There is a certain person called Charlotte Flair oh that is heavily, ah. heavily involved with Andrade. She, in fact, I believe, is engaged to him, right? Yes, she, they're, they're engaged. Oh, oh, thank you for reminding me. I'll go back in time after this conversation. Continue. <laughs> now, now, you know, as a guy in a relationship myself, I know that when once you get into one, it's, it's you got to think for two, right? You can't just be on your own and, and make your own decisions. And I really believe that if he is to leave WWE, which I is inevitable at this point, I do believe that AEW is his best choice. Yes. Why? It's in Florida. He won't go to Japan and be halfway around the world and have a relationship with someone in this in the states. So I, I definitely believe that AEW is the place for that would be ideal for him to go. Right? Um, WWE should let him go. There's no there's nothing worse than having an employee that doesn't want to be there because okay. that just that is just you know no good Free for any me. company. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like Alistair Black. He's stuck at home getting paychecks. That's it. Till further notice. That that's terrible, you know. It's just wasting company money and it's wasting the talent. It sucks. So, um, as for Thea Trinidad, I hear rumblings that she's talking to AEW. Rumor innu innuendo, folks. Not like uh, Uncle Meltzer or <laughs> Seltzer or Betzer, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, long story short, yes, WWE let him go. Let him go, damn it. So we can see him in AEW. We can see him over there and uh, see he can kick ass somewhere else. All right, there you go. Director. Yeah, I want anyone who is in a performance occupation to be happy and paid what they are earned and deserve. Uh, there are obviously legal contractual obligations that are signed at a certain point in a performer's career. I do not know the details of what Andrade has signed, but I know that the WWE can just expunge uh, a contract. They can just literally tear it up. You're free. They've done that. They've also said no, like with the revival, made them wait out their contract, even offered to pay them fat stacks of cash per appearance, uh, a lot higher than... I mean, anybody at the time that was a uh, tag team, I mean, they were probably getting, I think, offered like 50 grand each an appearance, some crazy number. And they even said that. Um, and then, you know, there's also the six-month no-show clause. There's so many details. 
Um, so I don't know if it's, and I think this happens a lot, spite. I think that Vince and whoever's in charge does know that when they do uh, eliminate a contract immediately, that they're just going right to AEW. And I think that is the biggest reason. Same with WCW, that they have those no performance laws. And they do make sense to keep your product from going to a rival, making money off of the heat that they have from coming from your promotion. That's probably, that's, I guarantee you that's what they're doing. That's why the Trinidad, Alistair Black, the Revival went through this. Paul White, I think, didn't have to go through this. I think he got, this contract just was up. And then he just went forward with whatever he wanted to do. But I do think that they know that what he wants to go there. So they're going to be like, yeah, not yet. No, we're not ready to say goodbye to you yet. And we're going to make you suffer for this decision. Um, I don't know if his relationship with Miss Charlotte Flair has any strings to be pulled. Obviously, she's got a different contract. Um, and I don't know if she's like Cena where she can dictate what she can do. But I doubt she can just go talk to the boss on behalf of her husband or fiance and say, hey, let him go. I don't think it's that simple. No, it's it's different. I think that... A, a, in business perspective is very different. Yeah, it's so it's it's tricky because yeah. obviously WWE, rightfully so, does need to protect their product and a a product they developed under their brand mm-hmm. from going to another company and taking that thunder with them. So legally, I get it. Obligatory, you know, contractually, you have to understand it because that's why there's contracts mm-hmm. and that's why people sign them. Um. Maybe they can come to some kind of terms. Maybe give him a 90-day. Maybe give him a three-month. Pay him the rest of his contract. Or you can buy out the contract. Buy out the rest of the contract. Let him sit at home for six weeks. Then let him go. You know, that's best-case scenario. Um, but, like, with Edge, with, with Edge, with Christian, with Big Show, with anyone leaving, I want them to get paid what they deserve and what they can negotiate. Mm, yeah, I agree. And then we have another one that wants to make his in-ring return. He made a little statement on a recent in a pro wrestling illustrated was interviewed and I like, oh I want to end now my career in my own terms now. Another person that wants to end his career in his own term, and that is who X Pac. That's right. Yeah, John Waltman. What? Wants Tell his- me more. <laughs> well, he already made his announcement that he will be coming back in the ring once he's done rehabilitating his surgery that he had recently uh just past year just getting back you know getting back to you know until he's fully recovered then he made an announcement yeah he wants to come back one more time to finish his career how he wants did so, he name drop where no, or just he, you know what's any opportunity that is open that he's okay i love that i love that that's uh that's not a promise mm-hmm. um so, it's not a prediction or anything cool so your thoughts do you agree with that Mr. Give it, Director. Give it to Mike. I got the last one. Mike, you go first. <laughs> well, it's interesting because he's very close to, you know, Paul Levesque and then that crowd, right? Um, it would be easy and kind of almost predictable that he would go to WWE. Um, AEW, I really do, don't think it would be the best decision for them to, to pick him. Um Sure, Billy Gunn's there and all that, but oh, at, the end, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, you got to stay away from becoming TNA 2.0, WCW 2.0, where you're only bringing XWWE guys, which all things considered, they are not. They Sure, they brought in Christian, Big Show, all that good stuff, but they've also given the spotlight to a lot of new talent. Why do I say that? Because now I know new wrestlers that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Okay. So 
yes. So X Pac going to the, to AEW, I don't think it's the best decision. I think WWE is where he's going to go. All right, director. Yes, I completely agree. Um, for this is new information to me, so I'm processing this as I speak. So. Going to AEW just adds to the stigma of it's just WCW Part 2. It's all the has-beens and the never-will-bees. And I don't want that stigma on any brand. And mm-hmm. AEW is doing a decent job of keeping it on their name, um, which is fine. It's fine. They have plenty of original talent. So, like, the three names that have come over, that really, it doesn't really – it's not like the entire roster came over, like, when WCW pulled, like, every single heavyweight champion of all time at once. Um, but, yes, he – Essentially started in WWE as one, two, three kid. Didn't spend that much time in NWO as six. He only spent maybe six months to a year as an outsider. Not that much time before he came right back. Because remember, he debuted the Raw after WrestleMania 14, which is when the New Age Outlaws officially joined DX because Sean had left after that Austin match. That's a fact. Go look it up. That's my, that's my wheelhouse right there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he only spent like maybe like the summer of 97 in WCW. So he is the long and short, like Edge, just like homegrown talent raised in that division or in that company. Obviously part of the click with Sean Triple H. Maybe don't want to see a DX reunion because I'm all about that original, well, not original lineup, but that second version with um, post-Rick Rude, pre-Tory Wilson. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> I think Kane might have been in there as well for a minute. I don't know. Um, but yeah his home that's where he belongs i don't see any reason he can't just make one phone phone call to triple h and say hey, hey i think triple h might even be waiting it's like tell me when you're ready just let me see your name on the phone call and i got it ready yeah i think it's gonna be as easy as that for him um storyline wise maybe u.s title run maybe doesn't win it i don't know um maybe comes in fused with like riddle some shit i don't know but uh, i would say more like you know just matches here and there or yeah, 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 for sure or even an nxt maybe comes in like, like i don't mind him like, in nxt either like I don't, I don't mind that that would be cool i've always wanted someone big to go back down to nxt they don't do it the other way around i thought edge was gonna go down there and perform as a um you know like a, as a regular performer yeah. that didn't happen i predicted that and i was wrong yeah. but you don't see a lot of people going back and i think that that's a not a bad idea I know they want to bring the um, the home you know the homegrown talent up through NXT, and Finn Balor went back and is doing very well. Mm-hmm. But I don't see why they can't. It would be crazy if they put like someone big, like X Pac. That'd be cool. I'd love to see it. Okay. Yeah, I mean definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward myself, and I'll be oh man, Magic. I hope he'll be, he'll be ready by at least SummerSlam. I would love to see him by SummerSlam. Yeah, is he, like, cleared now? Like, he's no, not... He's no, not, he's not, not there yet. He's pretty... Okay. He's still, you know, recovering from surgery. He's still, you know, rehabbing all, like... Right, like, but he's po- he's in the post-surgery part of whatever the injuries were? Yeah. All these, okay. like, nagging injuries he had prior before that he never got to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he said he feels, he, feels, he feels great, but he wants to... He wants to come back. He wants to, like, end his career his own terms. And I'm happy for him that he wants to. If they, yeah, if they get him in the ring with Matt Bloom down at Full Sail or whatever ring that they want to test him out in, like obviously he doesn't need to try out. No, but he does, just need, incredible. he does need to show. He does, oh, to show. Ju- ju- what? They did just incredible in there. Okay, now stop talking right now. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say something. Uh, I was, you don't know this because you don't know this yet. Oh, you knows. don't know? <laughs> nobody knows what I'm going to say, so I'm not going to say very much. But there's a very real possibility 
that there is a promotion that exists currently where certain people that have been mentioned in the past 30 seconds could have opportunities and against each other would be great. That's um, all I'm saying. You're going to have to tune into the Just Incredible episode this Saturday to find out what I'm talking about. But yeah. there's a very okay. real possibility <laughs> that the things that we're talking about right now would be a good idea for somebody who's perhaps in a band to, 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 to consider booking. Okay, definitely just stay tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. And also, we'll be right back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. 